0: Hello and welcome back. Happy August to you. I continually get flummoxed by how quickly time actually goes. And I think I've shared with you not being on the academic calendar this year, that'll be the first time in 30 years where I don't have a start of school date in front of me, which can be a little bit disorienting because not only do I I love teaching, but I love academia. If I'm not teaching, I'm learning. And that's not a thing right now. Although I did just start a certification course, which I'm very excited for, but I can start that whenever and there's no bells and there's no breaks and recess. So, you know, it's a little bit lamer than what I'm traditionally used to, but it's August, which means we have five months left of 2022. And I want to ask you, what have you done so far this year and what do you have yet to do or what do you yet want to do and what might need to happen for those things to come to fruition? We have five months left, which is a great span of time to experience change, but we only have five months left. So whatever your intention was at the start of 2022, have you moved towards it? Have you taken action steps to get you where you want to go? If not, there's still time and that's okay. If not, though, I would also ask why not and encourage you now's as good a time of any to get started. I want to um, start at the top of the episode here with a disclaimer that if you decide that you want to be my friend or if you decide that you want to be my client, you're giving me content, unfortunately, inadvertently. It's not your intention, I would assume, but I'm forever looking for patterns and analogies and real life anecdotes to support a lot of best practices. And so just by living life, you you intersect with people and it gives you content or provides you with content opportunity. And so there's a few people, you know, they, they're they not named by any means, but if if you hear some of your narrative here today, first off, thanks for being my friend. I appreciate it. Or my client, thank you for that too. These ones are friend anecdotes today though. But also these are only intended to be, is it illustrative, illustrative? It's illustrative, yeah, that's the word I want there. These are just intended to give the audience some thoughts to ponder never are they meant to be pejorative never are they meant to belittle someone i would i would just i would feel so sad if it came across that way but i do want to use two very real conversations i had this last weekend to illustrate the limitations of using passive aggressiveness, and to encourage us to speak more truthfully, more boldly, more directly about what we want to be true about our lives. And I think for Wednesday's episode, we're gonna talk about passivity in general, because if there are two pieces that let life go by quickly without us living into our objectives or living into our purpose and meaning, it's passivity and passive aggressiveness. So I wanna camp out there this week, we've got five months left. What do you want to be true about the rest of this year for you? What do you want to be true about your life in general? So I received a text from a friend over the weekend and it's there's kind of a trio of us that graduated college together. And two of us have kept in contact intermittently throughout the last 15 years, but we've spent a lot of time, especially over the last year or so together, because my one friend has invited me in post-divorce, into community, into one-on-one situations. She's been just a wise, discerning friend and someone whom I love very much, but the season of life that I'm in, it allows us to intersect quite often. So we graduated with another girl, and we graduated with plenty of girls, but this other girl is kind of a more of a peripheral friend, but has recently expressed more desire to kind of become a part of a little trio here except when she expresses the desire she expresses it in a very passive-aggressive way so over the weekend she's texting to me and she said something to the effect of well I want to be around normal people I'd love to hang out with you and insert other friends' names here, but you guys are too cool for me. She was trying to indicate that she wants to spend time with us, but the weapon of choice was passive aggressiveness and she was trying to get her needs met through using guilt or using shame. But this is a pattern of interaction that has shown up through texting and through Snapchat as um, other friend and I have done some traveling together and we share about our lives together and we're, we're just in each other's lives. And so third friend is being passive aggressive about it at least over the last little while, that seemed to have really ramped up. And one of the reasons why friend one and I have been having such a good time is because we both come from a place of self-agency in our own lives. If we want to do something, we're going to find a way to do it. And if we don't want to do something, we'll put up a boundary. And third friend is not really living in a space of self-agency right now and she's feeling left out. But to save face or protect herself from the painful feelings of you know, rejection or vulnerability, she decides to use passive aggressiveness. So she says, you guys are too cool for me, basically. And I responded back and because I, I needed to do several things. Number one, I had to be clear with myself. There's nothing for me to feel guilty about. There's zero reason for me to be defensive. It, it would be futile. It's not going to move a conversation forward. She's expressing a desire to spend time together, and she's expressing passive-aggressively that she's feeling left out. And so I take all of that, and I synthesize it, and I say, okay, what's the best way to respond? And I responded back and said, just a reminder that you're welcome to invite us out as well. It would be really good to hang out again. And she responded back and said, great, that's a good idea. When I get back in town, I'll do that. So I could have, you know, immediately felt guilty and said, hey, let's set up a date now. Or I could have immediately felt defensive and be like, what are you talking about? We just saw you a couple months ago. But that wouldn't have paid a little bit of kind of due respect to the fact that she is making a bid to say, hey, I'd like to hang out with you. She's just doing it in a passive aggressive way. So if we look at what is passive aggressiveness, this is just kind of the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition. It's a pattern of indirectly expressing a negative feeling instead of openly addressing them. So while she was being kind of from the side trying to say something through veiled whatever, I was very direct and said, Okay, you can ask us if you'd like to hang out. That would be okay, too. So there's a disconnect between what a person who exhibits passive-aggressive behavior says and what he or she does. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for, they say one thing, but they mean another thing. What do they actually mean? And one of the pieces to combat passive aggressiveness, because I feel like there's hopefully some people listening saying, hmm, I wonder if I do that too. We have to say what we need to say or say what we would like to say. We should be saying it directly, and we should understand that speaking honestly will include vulnerability and vulnerability can be tough. So a second narrative that ran this weekend, as I was talking to a father who very much wants to connect with his son and he's frustrated that son doesn't want to come into some of his comfort zone spaces to spend time with him. So he's like, Hey, like he I'll, I'll ask him to go fishing and he won't want to go fishing. And I said, yeah, there's a good chance he doesn't like fishing. And I said, what would it look like to meet him in his spaces? Like he likes concerts. Would you consider going to a concert? And the dad was like, no, that's awful. So I said to him, I said, okay, instead of being passive aggressive and sending a a guilty text or a guilt inducing text that says, well, it should be nice to see you on occasion. What if you invited him out to do something that's neutral? So you don't go to a concert. He doesn't go fishing with you. What if you guys went and found something third party or or something neutral to do together that would be brand new for both of you? And you try to find something to have in common. So one of the things I said is what about axe throwing? I went axe throwing uh, probably seven, eight months ago. I loved it. It was a great time. But knowing this father and knowing his son... I could see them having a good time together. When I said this to him about what does it look like to invite son into a new dynamic, he was like, ooh, I do not like that. And I said, I wonder though, if the very thing you're trying to ask for, which is a relationship with him, I wonder if that would benefit from you being vulnerable and saying, hey, would you be willing to try something new with me? He can take his desire and use passive aggressiveness to see if he gets the result. He can use guilt and shame. Those are choices. He could do a whole host of things. But if he wants to have a better relationship with his kid, I asked him if he would consider directness and vulnerability. It's scary, but that's what love actually looks like. I go to 1 Corinthians 13 and I think through what are all the pieces of love? Well, love is patient. It's kind. It doesn't keep track of wrongdoings. It doesn't envy. So, so when friend is saying, hey, I'm missing out on this over here, that's not what love is. But also, it's not too proud to say what needs to be said. And not being too proud to say what needs to be said, not only is that loving to other people, it's loving to yourself. When we show up and we say the things that are in our heart, we say the things that get our needs met, we say the things directly, that's us showing up honestly in relationships. That's us knowing that our needs and our preferences matter. That's knowing that to have good relationships and to have quality and honest relationships, I need to show up well stating my needs matters. And that's what love would look like. When we're tempted to use passive aggressiveness, we have to ask ourselves, what am I actually trying to say here? There's a second question. Why am I too scared to say this directly? And the third question is, even if I'm scared, what if I said it directly anyway? And that's where we need to land. If we're using passive aggressiveness, we have to work on doing better. And I say this as someone who has utilized that strategy wholeheartedly in my past, And I had relationships devolve because of it. I had my needs suppressed because I wouldn't state my stuff directly. And my life has shifted in profound ways because I made shifts to start showing up more honestly. Now, here's the thing it's not an overnight change. And if you try to disrupt this pattern, there's going to be a learning curve. I don't get it correctly all the time, but I'm not scared to speak truthfully. And if I am scared to speak truthfully, something else is going on there. And I have to ask the questions what am I trying to say here? And why am I too scared to say this directly? And then what if I said it directly anyway? When someone else uses passive aggressiveness with us, don't let it hook you in. If you find yourself defensive, that's not going to be helpful. If you find yourself feeling guilty, why? someone should be stating things directly to us or we invite them into stating it directly or we just don't have to engage that conversation. See passive aggressiveness for what it is, call attention to it, and invite people to do better because we can all do better. If we as a collective people group could communicate more honestly and boldly and consistently and compassionately and graciously, our relationships would undergo such reformation. But when we try to get our needs met through passive aggressiveness we find ourselves in unwell spaces and we find ourselves not getting what we want out of our relationships often thanks so much for taking the time to listen please share this content with friends and family feel free to connect with stephanie at healing through 21 at gmail.com until next time be well